like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got a real treat for you today on Song of the Soul. Because I'm a longtime folk music devotee, I have even a greater opportunity to be blown away when I get lured out of my oh-so-beautiful rut. And that happened when I was at a concert pulled together by folk artist Larry Long at the annual Friends General Conference gathering the beginning of July this year. I was excited at the thought of hearing Larry, but among the other stunning artists on stage with him was Tonya Hughes, a woman glowing with the power of African-American roots music. I count myself among perhaps 800 new fans that she won over on that day. So today, Tonya Hughes joins us by phone from Minnesota's Twin Cities. Tonya, I'm so very happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. So honored to be here this morning, Mark. Thanks for having me. I guess I saw you, what, about a month and a half ago, you and Larry Long and Billy Steele and the other folks. Is that kind of a performance a thing you typically do with Larry, Billy, and the others? We do what's called American Roots Review, where Larry, this is Larry Long's actually, his baby, and he collaborates with different artists around the Twin Cities. So sometimes it could look like what you've seen, or it'll be a couple different singers, but we all come together and we just sing the roots of each culture, or try and hit each culture or genre of song. Like, for instance, our gospel roots, um, as, as you know, Mahalia Jackson was known for the queen of gospel, so um, that was one of the reasons I sang a lot of her songs. And we had the folk influence and, and then also uh, the Native American music that was infused in that particular show. But that show could take different forms um, because he does ask different people to sing with him. And so when I do get a chance to do that, probably twice a year with Larry. In fact, the next show would be uh, January 14th at the Dakota Jazz Club. January 14, 2007, so I'm looking forward to that as well. And is it typical to collaborate that way as musicians? I mean, I think Larry's got a particular vision he's pursuing, but that kind of, I think, very generous collaboration with folks, bringing them into the limelight, is that pretty typical in your experience around the Twin Cities? You know, it's not really typical. In fact, you know, I've been working with Larry for about, I don't know, 10, 11 years now. 
And uh, Larry's a folk singer. I'm a gospel singer. And when we first started this combination, I was wondering how would this work? And for some strange reason, maybe it isn't strange, it, it just works really well. Typically, you know, you kind of sing with people in the genre of music that you're normally used to. And so it has been done before, but uh, normally you, you kind of stick with what you're used to singing. But it works. It's a great combination. And as you saw that night, you know, people enjoyed it. And so we try and do it a few times a year. It's clear to me why Larry would like to get someone like you on stage with him with your incredible voice, your singing ability, the passions that just pour out of you. My wife was staffing the table where your stuff was being sold after the show. And all of your CDs that were on the table, all of your I'm Ready Now CDs that were there were snapped up instantaneously. And we only got down to a couple of your Celebrate album that were left. And that's what I got and was able to take home with me. So people were clearly passionate about you. So I'm pretty sure it's a feather in Larry Long's cap every time he's on stage with you. And of course, he's got his own wonderful musical gifts that he's bringing. But that kind of mixing of genres, does that mean you also perform in different places? You do a lot of churches, for instance, I think. Yes, I do a lot of churches, and I also do concerts, which feature my own original music. Larry does the same in terms of concerts, but he does a lot of community stuff with veterans and elderlies and maybe young people. And so, bringing again, bringing the two together from two different worlds, again, I didn't think it would work, but it works amazingly. It just kind of works. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it does work. And so let's get it working here right away. What would you like to share for your song of the soul? You know, I have a long story. I'll try and make it really short here. So I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri, and I moved here in 1995 because a friend of mine that I used to sing with in St. Louis then moved here with her mother. She joined a gospel group named Minneapolis Gospel Sound. They were in need of a singer that year in 95, and so it was my it was. I was only supposed to come up to do that one particular gig, as we call it. <laughs> and you got stuck here. <laughs> and I got stuck here. And literally, it happened overnight. And, you know, I don't call it really stuck. It, it was just, I guess, this is where I was supposed to be then. Yeah, so I've been here since then, 1995. So what is that, 21 years I joined that group. I sang with them for about 10 years, and then it was just time for me to do my own thing. I decided that I wanted to do a hymn project, and I titled it Just for Him, H-Y-M-N. It's kind of a double entendre in that just for him, meaning the hymns that I I grew up singing, but also him in terms of my creator, which is God in heaven. So my grandmother had, um, she was very influential in my life. I grew up in her house. I was a first grandchild out of I was the first grandchild. She had 10 children, so I was kind of spoiled. Had a really good relationship with her always over there. In fact, I lived with her a long time. She was a mother of our church, and I knew a lot of hymns because of her. And so I decided I wanted to record a hymn project because I thought that our generation, and even younger, we're we're kind of unfamiliar with the hymns. And I kind of wanted to bridge the gap 
you know, for the young people so that they'd be able to learn these in a more, I did it in a more contemporary style, so it would be interesting to them. But these hymns also I recorded because they really meant a lot in terms of my journey with my grandmother and my family. Yeah, so I, I think the first one I'd like to feature is Blessed Assurance. You know, it's just wonderful to know that I have someone other than my earthly family, my father in heaven, I, I have him to speak to and talk to when things are in an uproar or, you know, I'm going through some sort of trial or tribulation, I can talk to him. So, and to me, that's a blessed assurance. And it is Blessed Assurance by Tonya Hughes. Blessed Assurance Jesus
That beautiful rendition of Blessed Assurance is by Tonya Hughes here today for Song of the Soul. That's on her Just for Him, H-Y-M-N, Just for Him recording. You can find it out on CD Baby. I was actually kind of surprised, Tonya, that I couldn't find an easy link to it via your site. I think there's something about your website you better straighten out. I do have to do that, and I'll get on that ASAP. Okay, that's what friends are for. Yes. Is there any moment of tribulation that particularly calls out to you as the moment when that blessed assurance landed on your head? Absolutely. In 2001, I lost my husband. I moved here in 95. We got married in 96. I already had a a child. Um, I brought a child into the relationship, and we together had two. So together, we, as a blended family, we had three children. And he passed. We were married five years. He passed in 2001, a few days after 9-11. So September 24th is the day that he died, 2001. So going through that, I, I really don't have words. I just didn't know how I would make it through. I didn't understand. I was born and raised in church. And during that time, I really blamed God for it because I just didn't know who else to blame. I didn't I didn't understand. I didn't think that his life should have ended at 32 years of age. I was 30 and widowed. And so it was just a lot of things I didn't, did not understand. I had a lot of questions. So I did a lot of blaming. But then I really... As I was going through that, as as I was angry with God, I still, it's kind of weird because I got closer to him because I was doing a lot of praying, a lot of consecrating. And the word says, um, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. And that's exactly what happened. As I got closer to him, he would get close to me and then he would start revealing different things to me in terms of David and his journey. And um, that's when I realized, you know, this isn't his, this isn't God's fault. It's just something that just happened. You know, I don't have words to explain it. But even in the midst of that, I could see God's hand in it. There were so many people from our community who who helped in so many ways financially, you know, they helped with the sewing of their time. I think I had someone in my house for a whole month without without them even leaving, but just to have their presence here, you know, because when the music stops, when all the, the service is over, everyone else is yeah, gone home, that's when you need people the most. But I, I had them then. And so I saw the hand of God through his faithfulness, through the, the people here, you know, in the community. And so um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to record Great Is Thy Faithfulness which is another hymn on Just For Him, because I truly saw um, how faithful he had been and is in my life. And so that's a, a song I'd love for you to hear. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father.
Hughes shares with you her adaptation of Great is Thy Faithfulness with that sweet, gentle piano backing her up with a kind of faint jazz feel to it. Is that the way that you sang it growing up, Tonya? It is. Well, when I was a, a younger girl, it was a little more traditional, but as I got older, I kind of put my own flair to it. And yeah, it ended up being kind of this awesome hymn with a jazz influence behind it. So it's one of my favorite hymns to sing. TonyaHughes.com is her website. And in case you don't know how to spell Tonya Hughes, you can come via NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Hughes is H-U-G-H-E-S. So there's an extra E there from the way some people spell it. Is Tonya your full name or is that an abbreviation? It's actually an abbreviation. My name is LaTanya. I don't think people really know that, <laughs> but here you go. It's LaTanya. Breaking news here on Song of the Soul. <laughs> You know, as we're talking, since we're talking about my trial of the death of my late husband, I wanted to just kind of uh, tell you one of the songs on my current CD, I'm Ready Now, is called Everything You Need. And that song is completely, it just talks about what I went through with my children, with my husband, how I felt. 
And so I just thought this would be a good time to just kind of share about that. And in fact, I'm remarried. David Hughes and I were married five years. He passed in 01. I remarried in 07. And strangely, I guess you could say it's strange, my current husband actually wrote everything you need. We all knew each other from the music world. So he knew the background of the story. We were all close. And my husband currently actually wrote this song. I'd love for you to hear it. It's wonderful that your current husband is able to share the compassion, the love. I mean, of course, it's part of what makes Tonya, Tonya, that you live through that and have been lifted up to God in it. Everything You Need by Tonya Hughes. Don't think that I can make it This pain is much too hard for me to bear The trial that's before me Seems more than I can handle I don't know how I Three children looking at me How will I supply everything they need It's beyond my comprehension Why me? Why me? And you say I will supply all your needs. I will heal all the pain if you will give it to me. I'm here for you if you allow. And I am everything, everything you need. Lord, I'm afraid to stand on my own. Though I know. You will laugh. 
Everything You Need is on Tonya Hughes' album, I'm Ready Now. It's quite a rich assortment of styles of music. R&B, jazz, everything comes pretty native to you, gospel certainly. Are you a trained singer? That is to say, did you go to some kind of school or is it all in choirs that you learn that? You know, I'm not trained. I just It's just a, a God-given gift that I've discovered as a young child. But I did grow up singing in a lot of church choirs. And after high school, I joined a group that was about four members, and uh, we were all young ladies touring the U.S., and then again moved here to sing with the gospel group and then to my own solo career. So, no, I'm not, I don't have any training. I wish that I did train. You know, you look back and, you know, you wish you had did things different. But, you know, I don't have it, but I've, God has opened up so many doors. He's given me a lot of platforms in many different areas and been able to collab with a lot of people. So I don't know if I regret anything, but... But it sure wouldn't hurt, huh? <laughs> it sure wouldn't <laughs> hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I attributed that song to you. Obviously, you're the one performing it. But what's your husband's name? Brian Kendrick. Brian's clearly a generous soul. You mentioned that you had been in, I guess, the same musical circles already when David died. And so I'm pretty sure that Brian must be some kind of performer himself. He's actually a drummer. He's also a music producer. He produced my second and third album, I'm Ready Now and Celebrate, which is my latest, which is the Christmas record. He and his production partner produced that one. So, yeah, he's he's quite the musician. So proud to be married to him. I'm thinking that maybe your children are pretty close to grown now. So that probably means that if you want to go back and do a few extra studies, maybe you have time for that. Absolutely. You know, when I first started, I had my first child when I was 19. And so I wasn't able, I pursued music, but I wasn't able to pursue it at the level that I had desired. And neither was I able to go to school and all of that, because I then, you know, had the responsibility of raising my child. So now that all of my children, I have one left in high school. We have one left in high school. So once she's done, I'd be able to pursue it at the level that I have have always desired. So I'm looking forward to that. What I plan on doing is going back to school, not only for uh, vocal culture or, you know, music theory, but I want to get my um, biblical studies degree. So I'm interested in that. So I'm excited about this new season in life. Oh, that's wonderful. Speaking of the church you grew up in, because I saw a comment via your website that someone who particularly liked your music from your Just For Him project, that the hymns that you include there are Baptist hymns that he grew up with. Did you grow up Baptist? Well, you know, some of the Baptist hymns and also the Pentecostal hymns, we have we share some of the same ones. I did not grow up Baptist. I grew up uh, Church of God in Christ is the name of the denomination. Now, I am non-denominational. My husband and I and my family go to Spiritual Life Church in Brooklyn Center. We've been there for two years now. And what I get from your music, like everything you need, is that there's a really strong community that's really there for you, that being the hands and feet of God really have made it powerful in your life. And a lot of people, I think, they say, well, I can be spiritual. I don't have to go to church for that. But the thing that I think that a lot of people miss out is there's a depth of community that you don't get if you just stay home. 
I would agree with that. And speaking of being the hands and feet of the church brings me to my next song, We Are Your Church. And that specifically talks about being who we're supposed to be here in the earth through our Creator. And so this is We Are Your Church. Give us this day and we will give you our hearts.
We Are Your Church is by Tonya Hughes. Her website, tonyahughes.com, T-O-N-I-A-H-U-G-H-E-S. And if you didn't have a pen ready, remember that you can always find it on the NordenSpiritRadio.org site. On that site, we've got links to all of our guests, so you can find more about Tonya Hughes. I'll have links to her CDs for sale on CD Baby. You'll also find a place to leave comments. And we do love two-way communication by hearing your voice. Ours is clarified and we're led in a good direction. There's also a place where you can donate to Norden Spirit Radio. This full-time work is supported by donations. It's not by the government. It's not by corporations. It's because you believe in the programs we're bringing to you. So you can donate there. Even more than that, though, I would urge you to support your local community radio station. They bring you news and local information. They bring you a slice of what we need on the air in this country that you get nowhere else. So start out by supporting your local community radio station. Again, our guest, Tonya Hughes. She's from the Twin Cities of Minnesota. At least she has been since she left St. Louis, Missouri back 20 years ago. By the way, I was wondering, Tonya, and I don't mean to be offensive, but my wife is from Iowa. She grew up in Iowa, and she has to say Missouri. And you didn't say Missouri. You said Missouri. Is Missouri what people outside but near Missouri call it? No, we call it Missouri. I don't know. Maybe your wife just has an Iowa, <laughs> Iowa accent. I don't. I have no idea. But no, we we do call it um, Missouri. However, um, we do have quite the the accent in St. Louis. So you've been in the Twin Cities a long time, and as a lot of people note, that it gets even colder as you go north from Missouri. Has there been something about the climate that called to you? You know, when I first moved here, I, I questioned why. Um, I knew that it, <laughs> I knew that it was a God thing because of how it happened overnight and so quickly, and exactly what I wanted to do in terms of uh, my singing career. But I was not thrilled about being in Minnesota in the winter time. But I somehow managed to be here 20 years, and um, I actually like the city. It's been a great state to raise a family. I've met some great people. I've built a career, so I like it. So now that we're moving, we've, we had talked about our children and them being in high well, one in high school. We're thinking about we're staying here, but maybe getting a winter home somewhere else. So we'll see. <laughs> Well, I think that we're fortunate to have you in the area. Of course, I'm east of you by, what, 75 or 90 miles. I'm in Wisconsin. But I really do think that the Twin Cities is fortunate to have you. How often do you actually get out and perform with your music as opposed to doing your acting? You know, I am a worship leader at a Lutheran church here in Matamidi, Minnesota, which is about 30 miles it's almost a still water in Minnesota. I'm horrible with directions. But I'm there every weekend on Saturdays and Sundays. And then I have a few, you know, it just depends on the month. I could get out to sing at least three times a week. And then I could do some promoting for my, you know, own music. It just depends on the busyness of the month. Let's continue with some more of your music. You've got more gems to share. And the last one that we shared is from your I'm Ready Now CD. And you've got two others. And, of course, there's going to be more coming, right? Absolutely. We're in the process, my husband and I, of working on a single right now. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully we can get that done soon. 
So what would you like to share next? This story just kind of continues to grow as I, when I moved here some years ago, I had already had my first child. His name is Cameron. By the way, he's a phenomenal singer. And his father and I, we just did not get along. You know how that is. He was one of the persons that I really, I had to forgive. I had some pent up anger and bitterness that had developed over the years because I was in an abusive relationship with him and there were some things that that I just really needed to let go of. I was here in Minneapolis, I don't remember the year, but I was in McDonald's, the drive-through, ordering some fries. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember clearly the words, let it go. And so at the time, I had been in kind of a battle with some things with him financially, and I heard those words. And the moment I decided to let it go, there was this huge weight that lifted off of me. And so I would encourage anyone who's listening, if you have anything that you're holding on to, it's it's not worth it. Because what happens is you just build anger and you build bitterness and that person's moved on, but you're still holding on to something. So for the health of you, and physically, emotionally, spiritually, I would encourage you to let it go. And so that's where this song, Forgive, that's how that was birthed. And this song was written by three vocal writers here in, in the Twin Cities, Sarah Renner, Rick Barron, and Nate Saban. And it's an amazing song. So here's Forgive. A part of you, a part of me. Frozen in the tragedy So many words left unsaid Are still here ringing in your head Let all the demons that let you hear Disappear If you want to live, forgive. We walk this world with wounded hearts. Define our faces by our to pain begins to taste like freedom Oh yes, and bitterness is who we are Before the ones who loved you here Disappear If you want to live Forgive Let this pain pour out like water through a sea Heal this endless ache and be set free Sweep the wreckage to the safe side of the street for you Forgive 
message, forgive. And as Tonya Hughes says in the song, breathe again, live again, love again. You be strong, you get up on your feet and walk because when we forgive, we give up that burden that's holding us down. I was thinking though, Tonya, you describe, you know, you're in the, the drive through lane at McDonald's getting fries <laughs> and, you, and you hear the word, let it go. And I'm thinking, maybe God really meant you were supposed to give up the fries. The fries. <laughs> You know what? Maybe now, now some years later, since I've picked up 15 pounds, maybe he was. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But um, you're so right in that the forgiveness is such a much needed message. And I just wanted to um, share this, one of my favorite quotes by Lewis, um, I believe his last name is Smeets. It says to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. And so I was that prisoner for about, I don't know, 16 years. And so, again, once I decided, and that's another thing, we have to make that decision to let it go. It's just not worth it. You're literally dying in the inside. And so I decided I just wanted to let it go. I no longer wanted to be bound. I no longer wanted to be a prisoner. So that song I try and sing everywhere I go. Yeah. I've also heard it said that you should forgive, but you shouldn't forget because you don't want to be dumb about things. And if you've been in an abusive relationship, you need to know what's going to keep you in a healthy place from there on in. Absolutely. Is there a place when you're singing a song for you to change the lyrics to make them fit you and your experience? Because, I mean, when you're singing about, you know, your grace and your mercy or God and God alone, that may or may not be your full personal experience. It's just shaded differently. Do you actually change lyrics? You know, I do personalize lyrics, especially, again, as I mentioned earlier, Great Is Thy Faithfulness is is probably my favorite song to sing, period, you know. In order for me to sing a song with conviction, I always think about something that happened in my life. And I go to the place that I need to go to really be able to convey it. And I do personalize it, you know, on the course where it says, Great Is thy faithfulness. So instead of faithful, I may say you're faithful. You know, um, it's it's kind of, you know, the same message, but that's how I personalize it. And then I may even personalize it by singing and incorporating the audience in which I'm singing too. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. All we have needed, your hands God has provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I could just sit and listen to you sing all day long, Tanya. Wow. (laughs) I should be so lucky. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mark. Well, we do have to wrap this up because we'll run out of broadcast time. How do you want to conclude your song of the soul, Tonya? 
Well, I left I'm Ready Now last because it's the title track of my CD, my I'm Ready Now CD. And I think it brings everything together. The I'm Ready Now is probably a story, my story of about just 10 years long of just different trials that I had gone through. One, the death of my husband, my relationship with an old boyfriend, my children and what we've experienced as we had lost David. And then an aunt that I who really, she was very influential and instrumental in both spiritual life and my music because she was a a singer as well. And so this song, I'm Ready Now, talks about all of that, kind of everything that's on the album. And it really talks about her being a mentor and how at the time, you know, I didn't really know it until she left here. And so, yeah, that's that's what I'm Ready Now is is about. And again, it's the song that brings everything together on the record. We're going to end with I'm Ready Now, but first I want to say thank you, Tonya, for being here, for being on stage back at the Friends General Conference gathering. You made that stage just light up with your power, with your channeled power, and to take the time today, and when I know I'm keeping you late for an appointment, I especially appreciate your faithfulness that you've passed on to being here. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for this opportunity, and I hope to be able to do it again soon. And we'll finish with I'm Ready Now by Tonya Hughes. Thanks, everyone, for listening in, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. I'm Ready Now. See how fast the seasons burn. Seems like yesterday we laugh. I long to tell you all I've learned. Counting the days since you've passed You were my lifeline to the truth When you prayed I learned to listen That same spirit within you Is moving me on
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song